You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Hello and welcome to Sports Tech Feed. I'm your host, Thomas Alomes. Great to have you joining us again this week. On today's show, we have Minerva Santana, Director of Innovation for La Liga Tech. Welcome, Minerva. Thank you, Thomas. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to share with all of you how La Liga and other clients in the sport and entertainment industry, with the help of La Liga Tech, are building competitive advantage based on technology. Well, that's a that's a great intro to La Liga Tech. Can you can you share a bit more about how it came to be? What is its uh, what is its function, uh, and a little bit of the history up until this point? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, I joined La Liga in February um, 2016. Uh, after more than 10 years of experience in project implementation and process optimization, because I'm an industrial engineer, um, focused on multinational companies from various industries. Um, but I currently lead the innovation department in La Liga Tech, whose mission is to boost innovation initiative with the aim of uh, delivering maximum value for the sport and entertainment uh, industry uh, with high impact solution and and. Uh, in the pitch and out of the pitch, uh, through the collaboration of the whole innovation ecosystem worldwide and leverage in technology, basically. And La Liga Tech is the technology company created by La Liga to provide digital transformation services to the global sport industry, basically. Uh, It's a new company in terms of market, but behind all of this is around eight years of developments with 200 million of investment in those developments and a a team of 150 people right now. Uh, We can say that since 2014, La Liga Tech has been creating and managing technology that is used by La Liga to boost uh, their competition. This is something new for the industry because the combination of technology, especially with the global league. We create La Liga Tech as a separate commercial entity because we strongly believe in sharing the value that uh, we want to have uh, create um, in the past few years for La Liga. Thanks to the ecosystem uh, we built, every part of La Liga has been transformed uh, from how it managed the competition itself in in the back office uh, to how the content is experienced by fans. And all of the tools we have created generate data that drive our decision-making process. There is a huge demand on digitalization in the sport world right now. Uh, as competition begin to understand the need to build a more direct fan relationship and create experience for them based on technology, uh, La Liga had, had the resources to build, to build all those ecosystems and solutions uh, in-house, but not all the competition are in, in the same position to, to build all this ecosystem by themselves so that is where la liga tech um, think uh, can help to the yep. to the industry and and so what are some of the other clients you work with obviously la liga um in terms of one of the biggest football leagues in the world uh what are some other clients that you're working with either if you can name them that'd be great if you can't due to confidentiality just kind of areas is it rights holders is it individual teams is it is it entities around sports but not necessarily those working yes. at sports properties? Yes, in our first year operating, we already work with more than 20 right holders around the world in various sports, not only football, uh, on existing projects from fan engagement to competition management. We basically operate right now the OTT platform for World Paddle Tour, 
We also run anti-piracy operation for the Belgian Football League and block counterfeit merchandise for Tomateros de Culiacán, one of the largest baseball clubs in Mexico, just to name a few examples. We didn't build this technology, uh, as you know, just to, to keep it ourselves for La Liga. It's open to anyone to use. And in fact, we have been in many discussions with organizations you'd consider competitors, uh, like MotoGP, for example, that are using our anti-piracy technology. Um, in competitors in La Liga in the sporting sense. But we believe that sharing our tools and helping other competition to make similar advances will help the whole industry to professionalize and to grow. Uh, and it is uh, everyone's interest at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it mainly focused on uh, Spanish-speaking clients or is it... Is it no, it's global. Uh, we work globally uh, with a different sport, not only football and in a global uh, base. Uh, but what we have clear is our uh, uh, focus area of, of working with these um, companies in sports. Basically, we have uh, we have developed a complete sport ecosystem uh, with emphasis on three key areas: uh, fan engagement, competition management, and content enhancement. Uh, in fan engagement, we develop the tools for creating a strong digital relationship with the fans. Uh, you can develop your own DT platform, apps, games stadium technology with additional service on top of that for creating fan activation campaigns. In competition management, we digitalize uh, the way the competition are run. Uh, we have created a centralized tool for uh, selecting match calendar, for example, registering players, match kits and lineups, running academies and more. And in content enhancement, uh, we use tech to increase the value of content. For, for example, with real-time data during broadcast, tactical insight for club, or protecting content from piracy. But behind all this, our focus is uh, data analysis. It doesn't sound like the sexiest technology, I know, but it is uh, vital for um, capturing and analyzing information about the platform you operate in order to determine trends about fans' behavior in the digital ecosystem, uh, players' performance, or financial results. We put this at the heart of our ecosystem and interconnect every platform one to another to provide a analytic picture of uh, the performance. We also are doing some things uh, with uh, AI and machine learning uh, that uh, returns a huge benefit for our clients also. With all the petabytes of information generated in the sport uh, event, we can review all of this data in real time and generate information that give decision making drive decision-making, for example, the physical condition of the players based on how much ground they are covering in the pitch, attendees inside the stadium, the levels of content piracy we see in the different um, ecosystem, different digital assets, and the other online activity around the match. Uh, then uh, we have also a team focus, and that is an innovation team, focus on working with the startups, uh, it is important to keep evaluating potential partners for La Liga Tech that can uh, form part of our ecosystem and make sport more accessible to global audiences. Uh, we create uh, working groups between startups and the internal uh, teams of data analytics, uh, scientists and engineers uh, to help produce practical solutions that can generate results. We so have already managed... A that's yep. an interesting point there Minerva. just to jump in on that so is it is it all in-house what you do or is it collaborating and I guess coordinating other companies that have 
some of these services because it's obviously incredibly broad what La Liga Tech does um, on and off the pitch. So is it one of those things that everything's in-house and then you'll look to acquire startups and bring them in or is it... Uh, yeah. We have two, two lines. Most of yeah. the portfolio that we have now in La Liga Tech have been developed in the past eight years right, in-house by La Liga team with the help of different partners also. Uh, but now we are also looking for, for companies, startups and, and companies that already have a product and um, also clients to be incorporated in the portfolio in order to complement it and be able to create a... a value proposition joint value proposition to go to the market globally yeah and are they is that a are they partners or, or kind of coming in together on a on a client or are you actually acquiring them and and swallowing them into la liga tech we have a, a strong a product management um, team that is in charge to look at the market and what are the needs and the challenge that we have to cover and then analyze what is the better way to, to uh, address this, this challenge. If, if it is um, uh, joined with an startups or joined with a consolidated company or developing uh, by ourselves or white labeling a solution in the market, depend on the, on the case. Yeah. Okay, great. And so, I mean, there's so much across that i think some of the stuff around piracy is fascinating that's one of the biggest issues for most sports leagues that doesn't really seem to be talked about too much um but is is huge i mean the entire foundation of the the value system of of sports rights is on media deals and if you have piracy that completely undercuts that and then the ability to maintain those deals and that kind of stuff so it's really interesting technology coming to that space um looking i guess a little bit more into what's coming next and the next wave of technology. So, so what's next? What are you seeing coming down the pipeline? What are you getting from your clients when they ask um, in terms of next challenges and, and what's coming afterwards? Uh, talking about piracy, we, we have one of the industry most successful anti-piracy sales uh, services right now, uh, which scans all the channels for illegal content, both live and on demand, and remove it. We work with broadcasters like uh, Sky Mexico and Milicon and competitors like uh, Moro GP or Liga Portugal. For uh, uh, all of our clients, we remove 95% of the of illegal content uh, right now, uh, the illegal content that we find would make a big difference, uh, bottom line, with revenues for, for competitions, uh, relationship with the right holders also, and the image that the competition projects to its fans that it are taking care about the product and, and, and the results for broadcasters. Uh, in terms of what is next in sports, uh, I think technology is used everywhere within sports to analyze, for example, tactics, improve uh, partners, uh, players' performance, uh, engage with fans. Uh, but often these uh, are unconnected platforms that work in isolation. Uh, for this technology to really start paying for themselves, uh, they need to be integrated so that the data can be analyzed in, in a collective way. Uh, as we evolve this uh, data collecting process, we are going to see new architectures for data processing in real time, for example, that real time is a very challenge uh, right now, along with the continued use of uh, everything related to IoT and sensor that produce a lot of uh, data. 
Uh, on the other hand, uh, Web3 will take us a step further in the world of pan engagement, for example, since blockchain technology open up, uh, opens up a new form of consumption and digital identity. Uh, the eruption of metaverse in, in the field of support is already a reality, virtualizing location like a stadium, for example. But the true value will come when these virtual locations are connected with a, a wider virtual world where fans can express their full identity and mix with, with other fans uh, to share. And is that, something that, is that something that sports needs to just kind of wait for the rest of the world and the technology to uh, catch up with? So your point around the real value is unlocked when these virtual environments in sports match virtual environments that are in other areas of life, you know, the, and the idea of the metaverse in, in being able to um, have portability of, of your avatar or whatever else it is across different areas and different worlds. Is that something that sports is pushing, but at the moment we just kind of need to be patient to bring it up to? Um, or is it is it sports is, is actually leading the way and is showing other industries how they can do this? No, I think that it, because uh, the sport world is so wide, it is uh, important to guarantee the interoperability of interoperation between the different yeah. platforms. So, and the economy is also very important. The NFT and fund tokens, what we are seeing in this, uh, in related with this technology in the last uh, years, has a lot uh, to be and, and is the first step to get closer to this uh, change. But basically, uh, the, the clear or the key point here is the interoperate, be able to interoperate with the same same identity between different platforms because um, a fan may be fan of not only one sport or not, not only one competition, but different clubs competition on the sports. And it is important to maintain their identity and, and a single uh, way to, to live the different uh, passion that they are involved in the sports and also the economy behind all, uh, behind all the, those platforms for, for the right holders and, and broadcaster broadcaster yeah and so so that's obviously a disruptive technology uh, in terms of web 3 and, and a lot of things around blockchain technology and everything else and and some of the ambitions for it are, are quite lofty ideals in the sense of well fully operable interoperable and no walled walled systems like we have with web 2 and social media platforms and stuff like that that's disruptive technology that is disruptive to both fans that are using it because um, it's new and then also organizations that are using it, trying to understand, well, what's happening here? What's something that you've seen in your experience introducing new technologies into sport? What what works well? What struggles? Basically, in my experience in, in La Liga, but in general, in, in technology, the, the main concern is adoption uh, because until uh, technology comes to, to the market and fans um, start using it. And a right holder and broadcaster and all the players realize that it really may be a good technology to, to implement their strategy, pass a lot, of, a lot of time. And adoption needs to be quickly, more quickly in, in the sport, I think. Maybe we can... Um, work more closer to 
players like uh, in the ecosystem like startups that are more dynamic and the agility of the startups and the new idea that they uh, put into a table are very important to to accelerate the process yeah so i, I mean that's something that i i believe too i think startups at the bleeding edge of technology and what's happening there and also their customers uh their users are also early adopters so you get a really good sense of where things are going where things could go by having that relationship with startups obviously then it's balancing um the ability of a startup to execute uh something at scale reliably and i think that's where you know the role of something like la liga tech or, or other big operators can come in to help those startups where they have deficiencies but then take the leadership and innovation that they have and bring that to uh, more mainstream clients or I guess more conservative organizations. So definitely um, that's, I mean, we could talk, I could talk about Web3 all day. I've got so many questions about it, but trying to drill into something that is predicting the future and looking into a crystal ball can be a little bit difficult. But if you had to pick one use case out of Web3 that you've seen so far, it doesn't have to be rolled out at a, at a really kind of broad level it can be just a little use case or a test case or something like that what out of all the web3 um, technology that you've seen are you most excited about more than a case use uh, i may choose a, a technology itself yep. uh, and it's artificial intelligence um, because uh, this um, technology enables a lot of use cases for fan engagement and for um, back office and, and operations also uh, the applications are huge for sporting performance, broadcasting, advertising, uh, fan engagement also, but uh, we need a holistic, holistic look uh, at all areas where a sporting entity can be improved by the use of this uh, type of algorithm. Uh, some of the most interesting areas uh, are where AI is being used to provide real-time feedback uh, to players and build personalized training program for them. On Broscat side, for example, we are already working on remote production with create cost efficiencies and generate more content. We also soon be able to deliver personalized viewing experience for, for fans from camera angles, stats, highlights, eclipse, and added subtitles in local language and so on. So artificial intelligence, from my opinion, is the technology that we enable the different and sustain the different business cases and, and uses models in, in sports in the next years. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think it's it's one of those um, revolutionary technologies that underpins so much. Uh, I think uh, 5G has been talked about in a similar way for a long time in terms of what that unlocks with connectivity and the ability to run so many other interesting and cool and um, I guess life-changing technologies off it. It's one of those things that runs across every area um, in terms of that it that it, it it touches that that horizontal that it goes across those industry verticals or subsectors. So I definitely agree with that. And what about what this is maybe a bit of a negative question, but what technology have you seen uh, that's maybe been overhyped in the last, say, 18 months, two years? What's something that you've seen that hasn't really lived up to the expectations of what you thought it, it would be? Well, I, I, I see the technology as an enabler. So the most important thing here is not the technology itself, 
but the the industry in this case yeah. and how mature is the industry to adopt those the technology and how uh, companies as La Liga Tech are able to create uh, in, in innovative products based on technology to cover the, the need, the specific needs in sport industries that are very complicated in some, in some cases. Each uh, club, for example, in La Liga has different maturity levels. So in La Liga Tech, we are focused on developing um, uh, solutions that can adapt to the different maturity level of the different clubs and entities around the world. So I think the, the problem is not the technology itself, but the way you use this technology to cover a need and how you try to um, introduce it and, and the adoption of this technology in the right or the wrong uh, place at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a good answer that there's, it's, uh, it's value neutral, I guess. It's kind of like, kind of like money. It's neither, neither evil nor good. It's what you do with it and how you actually um, implement it. And it's certainly one of those things with, I think a lot of blockchain, especially Web3, a lot of people have been turned off because of how it's been used in terms of speculative uh, cryptocurrencies and price crashing and all that kind of stuff, whereas the technology is still really interesting and really sound and has a lot of amazing use cases that could come in. Uh, so it's just sticking with it through that adoption cycle uh, until it becomes something that we are all using all the time and has has taken its place uh, as a commonplace um, technology. A lot of technology start with a trend and is exactly our work to identify what is a good trend or, or a bad trend, depending on, on the moment of your company and, and be able to, to produce results based on, on technology. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Minerva, thank you so much for your time. That's that's uh, been a really interesting discussion and a really good uh, insight into La Liga Tech. And uh, maybe towards some of our last questions, what what are, you, are we expecting from La Liga Tech going forward in the next in the next few months, years? What will we be seeing you working on? Is it uh, any particular clients that you can call out um, or projects that are coming up? Uh, well, uh, to to share some example of different projects of La Liga Tech uh, is working on now and what is the, the path that we want to continue with other clients. Uh, we work with a client to build out their digital ecosystem. So we are going to continue developing um, and running the digitalization in, in, the, in the market of sport and adding new platform according to their needs and, and combining this with the creation of a campaign for their funds uh, where we help them to analyze the fund data they are collecting in order to more personalization in, in the communication. A good example of this is World Paddle Tour. For example, we created their OTT platform, World Paddle Tour TV, last year. Uh, it's already um, has close to 500,000 registered users right, right now. And this is a community that now they can go directly to, to impact them. Uh, previously, they had sharing video. They have been sharing videos uh, and content on YouTube, uh, meaning they had great reach, but didn't know their uh, their audience uh, deeply. So uh, we want to impact in this way into to other to other clients. Yeah, great. Well, that's we look forward to uh, to following the the journey of it and the and the progress. And I think that's a. Uh, 
a fairly needed and important mission is is digitizing the sports ecosystem uh, at every level, and that's something that it's it's so broad because it is technology does have the potential to disrupt but positively impact every single part of the the sports ecosystem. So it's just looking at well, where does it make the most sense, and and how can you do that in a, a meaningful way. So Minerva, thank you so much for your time today. We've got one final question for you. Uh, what is your favorite sporting moment of all time? My favorite sporting moment, a good goal. Yeah, have you got a specific one in mind, like a specific game, a specific moment within a game or whatever that is? I, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a football example, but it can also be any other sport. I really like the Rafael Nadal uh, matches. Any Rafael okay, Nadal yeah. match is very exciting. So I think that that every single point that Nadal match is is a good sporting moment. Yeah, there, there you go. So Rafa, well, that's that's pretty broad. I don't think we can put um every single point he's ever scored in in the show notes. That'd be that'd be quite a lot of a uh, lot of hours of footage. Uh, he's been very successful over his uh his sporting career probably the uh the clay the Car one uh in Roland Garros in Paris that seems to be his um his most dominant field uh I'm not sure we're going to see another player that can perform as well uh, on that court that he can so hopefully he's uh he's still sticking around I know he injured himself um recently so we'll see we'll see what happens if he's back at full strength but yeah big fan of Rafa as well Absolutely epic. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Minerva. Really appreciate your time uh, talking to us about La Liga Tech and all the innovations that you bring to the sports ecosystem. Thanks again for being on Sports Tech Feed. Thank you, Thomas.